When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There's no place like the cube. And I'm Anna. And we are ACAD Productions. Get ready to nod your head and laugh out loud as we bring an unfiltered perspective to Black life in predominantly white spaces. So, welcome to the Head Nod, Season 1, Black Life at a PWI. From the dorms to the quad, we stand tall, breaking down barriers, breaking the wall. Living at a PWI, we pave the way, black and proud on campus every single day. This was brought to you by ChatGPT. Boom, 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 boom. Welcome to the head nod. Sequoia Holmes is the host and creator of the pop culture podcast, Black People Love Paramore. Yes, we do. She hopes to help black people feel seen through her show's wide variety of topics, including Paramore, Duh, The Hills, Anime, and more. While she's dropped the fingerless gloves plus tie aesthetic, you can still catch her jamming out to her favorite throwback emo playlist at any given time. Welcome, Sequoia. Hello. Thank you for having me, y'all. And we start each show asking for your name what you gave us, the school you went to, and if there's a little call out, what would that be? Okay. My name is Sequoia. I went to UC Santa Cruz for undergrad or University of California, Santa Cruz. And then for exactly one semester of grad school, I went to USC, the University of Southern California. The call out for that one is fight on. Uh, The girlies might be mad at me for saying that since I did not graduate, but it is what it is. (laughs) let me show you something about i paid i really did yeah so yeah we're gonna fight the fuck on today oh oh this is a good question okay i feel like a pwi for me was more of a lack of education choice like I went to predominantly white schools for a majority of my life. Neither of my parents went to college for real. I would like to clarify this by saying my mom went back to college when she was 50. She graduated the same year that I graduated high school. Yes, Super mama. proud of her. Incredibly yes. proud of her. It's just not the same experience as like going to, going away to college, you know, when you're young and that type of thing. So 
just kind of first generation college kid blues is why I chose a PWI. That is probably the most different answer we've gotten, Anna, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but I think I at some point, you know what you know. You know what I mean? I think a lot of folks that go to HBCUs go right. because their parents went to HBCUs. Um, of course, recently there has been a huge wave of like, yo, let us go. But I think at the end of the day, it's a right. lot of legacy folks who attend HBCUs um, and and that tradition that they want to like, yeah. live on. You and know I what think I mean? going into that too, it's like, you know, having, like looking at your like, your family like a lot of us especially like i know in my school we were all first generation college kids like no one in our family had like amongst me and my friends had gone to college either so i think there's definitely like a conversation to that so how was that experience even for you knowing that your parents hadn't gone and your mom went back snap snap power to her but being able to now see her go through the process and now you how was that experience going going to the pwi going to the pwi was Fine, I want to say it was. Okay. Are you holding back, Sequoia? What What you not say? It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like okay. For reference, again, I went to UC Santa Cruz. UC Santa Cruz is consistently ranked as the number one most liberal school in the country. So, the difference between going to UC Santa Cruz for four years and USC for one year was so fucking stark to me that it startled me. I was like, oh my god. White people act like this at USC for real. Like, this is crazy. I I was just unfamiliar. I had spent four years with white folks who walked around with their shoes off on concrete and, like, smoked weed, very mindful of blackness and black culture and that type of thing. Were they still racist? Absolutely. But it was entirely different than the entitlement and racism that I experienced at USC. So it was fine, comparatively. In retrospect, it was even better because I went to USC. But at the time, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't love it. But it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get into on campus? Like, how did you find mm -hmm. your people? Right. Did or did you? you? Or did you I ever did. find your people? I did find my people. I joined a club called ABSA at UC Santa Cruz. Instead of BSU, we had ABSA African Black Student Alliance, I want to say, which was cool. I also would hang out with the kids from this one college. I don't know if other schools have this, but my college was broken up into smaller colleges within mm -hmm. the greater university um, mm -hmm. where, you where certain colleges focused on different things, et cetera, et cetera. I would hang out with the kids from a college called Oaks. And in Oaks is where all the people of color were because that's where the social justice school was. That's where the sociology degree took place and all of that. So I found my my little community in Oaks and at APSA. And so what did you guys like? So oh, You're I'm all sorry, good. Andrew. So I was going to say my, my school is like that, too. I went to Penn State and it's like 30 plus campuses all over Pennsylvania. So I definitely get that. What was the experience like kind of going in and kind of, you know, finding your people? What kind of things did y'all get into? What was that experience like? What did we get into? I also went to a notoriously boring school, so we really didn't get into anything. It was <laughs> lots of hanging out at each other's apartments, drinking. That was about it. We really weren't doing too much. We were chilling. <laughs> it was cute. 
What's it? Y'all had to be doing something. I mean, I you was there for there four for years. So wait, like what else? <laughs> so programs, clubs. Ooh. Y'all making Ooh. music. Now, like what you get? What you was doing? Music. It wasn't me, but that was absolutely <laughs> taking place. And I was watching. I was thoroughly entertained by it. I did like that. I will say, at the end of my four years at UC Santa Cruz, the last year, I decided I was going to do. A, it's not study abroad because it's domestic, but they had like a program where you can go study in Washington, D.C. for semester. So my last semester in college, I spent it in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., if you don't know, is colloquially known as Chocolate City. So having grown up in Southern California and then going to school in Northern California, going to D.C. was quite a fucking shock to me. <laughs> I was like, wow, I feel so powerful here like I feel so normal which I didn't even realize I was missing at the PWI that I attended because I was just I think it was 1.9% black at that time so we were hard to come by Mm -hmm. and then I went to DC and I was like wow there's black people everywhere Target carries my shade and foundation like there's natural hair products everywhere like this is (laughs) wild to me so that was something that I got into that also helped me find my own community Yay. You know, I'm from D.C., so Ooh. that makes me happy. <laughs> my favorite. It's my favorite city. Still to this day, I'm like, if given the opportunity, I will take my ass right on back very quickly. Yay. That's awesome. So, okay, so, you know, I know you got to kind of find yourself and your people in D.C. Tell us about that program. Like, what were the, what was, what was the program like in D.C.? It was called UCDC. It was so, so fun. So it was students from all different UCs. The UC campuses go all up and down the state of California. So students from all different UCs would go to this one campus in Washington, D.C., as well as students from a couple schools on the East Coast, Penn, Carnegie Mellon, and stuff like that. Um, And we would take classes and live in D.C., and we also had to intern. So you had to find an internship. I found an internship at a nonprofit called Urge at the time. And it was so fun. Like, you know how you kind of, as an adult, I don't know if y'all have this this experience, but as an adult, I find myself wanting to travel and have experiences similar to that. But it's difficult to find community and find friendship as an adult because there is no program. And so that was like the last time that I was able to do that easily because we were all doing the same stuff. We were all new to the city of D.C. We were all staying in the same place, doing the same thing, spending our time together. And it was beautiful. It was truly so beautiful. Adults need programs, too. I'm like, I want to study abroad program. Somebody need to start it. <laughs> right. Let me work abroad. <laughs> Make some friends. I'm with it. With some friends where a whole <laughs> cohort of us are doing it. True. For real. Yeah, because it's hard to make those types of connections as an adult, because as an adult, you just run it. You running, 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 and you're not sitting in one spot. You're not in coordination mm-hmm. with other people. I mean, that's why I think when you work somewhere, if you're in a type of environment where you can be friends with people, you yeah. tend to be friends with them because you're spending yeah. your whole day with them. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes more than with your own family, depending on what type of job right. or career you get. So it is so true, though. Like as an adult, think, you really just running, waiting for your na- yeah. next paycheck. You know, it's just hard to, to relax and look around and find community. Um, but it was mm-hmm. great that I was able to do that yeah. in my last semester of college. So what made you uh, only do one semester? You said at uh, USC. What was what was that experience at USC? Ugh. Jeez. USC was just horrible. Top to bottom, I thought it was really bad. Let's start from the beginning, okay? Because there's a few reasons. One, 
uh-huh. oh, in the beginning that reason that USC was not for me. I'm just going to be transparent. I took out $20,000 of loans in all four years of my undergrad. The total for four years of college was $20,000. The total for one semester at USC was also $20,000. I thought that was egregious. It just couldn't. And this was when I was first getting on my feet, living on my own, getting my first job. So numbers were really starting to make sense to me. Whereas before Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I mean, $20,000. No, no. Mm -hmm. After that first semester, (laughs) I was like, oh, I can't afford this. Like, this is actually crazy. I can't do this. I won't do this. So that was the first thing. Two, the campus of USC, while it is beautiful, I always wanted to go there because I felt that the campus was so beautiful and it was just such a standard college experience. The number of students that go to that school is way too large for the size of the campus. It's the same number of students that go to UC Santa Cruz, but maybe UC Santa Cruz maybe four times the size of USC's campus. And so it felt like everybody was on top of me all of the time. And I hated mm. it. I wanted them niggas away from me. It's like y'all are really <laughs> invading my can't personal breathe. space. Give me my space. <laughs> I can't yes. breathe. Like just six feet social distance, please move. <laughs> so that was the thing. Three, as I hinted at early, the white people were just a breed that I was not used to dealing with. The entitlement and like the lack of respect, the lack, ooh, they just had a lack of, of fear, I hate to say, for a better word, that I that I hated. It was as though nobody had ever, you didn't feel that you could ever get popped in the mouth and you could talk to people however the fuck you wanted because you've never been popped in the mouth. Mm. <laughs> and I couldn't be the one that was going to teach you. And so I couldn't be the one that was going to teach you that you were always just <laughs> arms distance away from a good pop in the mouth. And so I had to leave the school because I'm like, no, these white people are talking to me crazy. They're acting wild. I can't do this and maintain my sanity and also go to work at the same time and do all these things. There were just too much going on. Didn't like the school enough. Thought I was going to like it. Didn't like it. That was it. I also think grad programs are just so different so than undergrad. Different. It's just a different thing. It's hard to find community. It, it is. Even in grad programs and even the people in grad programs are different. So I took a class at Cornell because I did my master's at Ithaca College. There's two colleges. Ithaca's on one hill. Cornell's on the other hill. I took one class, queer theory, and I said, enough. that is enough. <laughs> I'm good here. <laughs> Great. Got a taste. Love Ivy. You're, you're good Got, on that. Nope. Let me take my mm-hmm. butt back. Back to my liberal arts education that I enjoy so much. <laughs> so we had we had a similar experience there. Yep, absolutely that. And I was gonna mm-hmm. say, did you mm-hmm. consider or think yeah. about going to another school, or you were just done? Like absolutely you- not. I also felt like I was just getting a degree because I didn't know what else to do at that point. You know, like it was like, oh, okay, you've been going to school this long, continue going to school until you're comfortable. It's like, no, because you're spending way too much money because you don't know what to do with your life. That's and valid. I didn't even want yeah. the degree. I was getting a degree. I was getting a degree in public administration. To this day, I really can't tell you what the degree is about, what I would have done with it. No idea. I was just getting it. So because it was something that I had heard kids with my undergrad degree did. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. That didn't, it wasn't worth it. What's your undergrad degree? In politics. UC Santa Cruz has a politics degree instead of a political science degree. What's the difference? I also don't know. But yeah. <laughs> 
nothing not nothing. a damn thing the word science that's yep. literally right they said no you're not getting a bs you're getting a ba babe so no science on your name yeah you're right your yeah. arts, <laughs> your arts okay. <laughs> party So, I know you said that uh, people was making music and rapping. So, speaking of music and stuff, when you got to the campus or, you know, started kind of getting used to college life, was there any new music that you got exposed to? Yes. My roommate, who I ended up living with for 10 years, we were randomly assigned freshman year. We just stopped living together of de- as of December last year. And that's because oh, I moved wow. in with my boyfriend. Um Shout out, Tommy. I love you so much. Well, say shout out to that. That's, uh-huh. that's awesome. Uh-huh. She's truly yes. one of the best human beings I've ever met in my life. And she alone is a good enough reason to have gone to a school that I would not otherwise choose to go to. Anyways, she's a white woman. And she took this class, History of the Beatles or something. And so she went through a real hard Beatles phase where she just had it on a loop. And I had never listened to anything that the Beatles put out. And I was like, oh, hold on. Here comes the sun kind of eats. Okay. I see. I see why he will like this. Like, yeah, this is doing something. Yep. So that one. Here comes the sun. It's good. Here comes the sun. It's so bright. It's just so bright. It's so happy. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It it really is. Yeah. It's so airy. And I was like, oh, this is pleasant. Like this this feels yeah. my heart. It's so I yeah. can start my day with this and then yeah. you know it's gonna be okay. Yeah. 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 That's a real. Beatles class. Wow. That's real. And I think that makes a good point, like, about why we want to do this segment in the first place. Because the Beatles are very iconic. You know what I mean? But the Beatles were not playing in no. my house. Never. No. Never. <laughs> It, no, it was not on rotation ever. Not on the radio stations my family listened to. Mm-mm. None of that. I could appreciate that the Beatles were the Beatles, but I don't like I was listening to. I couldn't name a song. They did. I couldn't name a song before that. Yep. No. At all. Can't <laughs> <laughs> no. say you anything. <laughs> so funny. Now I'm like, where did I learn that song? Because I'm like, hold on, where did that start for me? But. Here, here we are. Our yeah, white true. People. Whatever white <laughs> people what we is. know. Someone, someone was like, we're going to play this right now. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Hilarious. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. So I know you said that, that, you know, Santa Cruz isn't somewhere you probably would have gone. Yes. So was there ever a moment where you wanted to click your heels like Dorothy and just go home? And what was that moment like? Ooh, and go home? Uh, I don't know that I ever wanted to go home. I don't know that that was like really what I was thinking. I felt like folks at home were a little bit trapped. And I felt happy that I was able to not 
be trapped, but there were definitely moments where I wanted to click my heels and go to a different school, and HBCU specifically. I was like, wow, you know, when you get to college, you learn about that. Too late then, you in college, could transfer, but it's like, well, I wish I knew this two years <laughs> here ago. here now. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, damn, I really would have went to Howard for sure if I had known more, but I just didn't know that much. Hmm. You just That's love real. DC. I'm here I, for it. I was about it, to dude. say, I'm <laughs> shitty. She, she back, she like, back here. Really yes. Did. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too when you think like that's a conversation too that we haven't really had like thinking about the people that were left back at home and like that mentality too. Yeah. Like, when you go home for a break and it's like sometimes connecting with those people. Like, I had this one girl I had to cut her free because she was just stuck in high school just mentally like and like the gossip and just like, did you hear that so-and-so did this and had a baby with it? No. No, I didn't. I didn't. Sure didn't. I don't care. Don't care. <laughs> At all. I'm grown. That's 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 a whole nother thing. Like, yeah. yikes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely that. You just in two different worlds. Yeah. And it's different. It's, it's so different. And it's like, you go through that phase where you're trying to like stay connected and then you're like, it's not going to work. I'm not even the person I was then. Like, I'm 100%. 100%. I have a question. How did you know? How did you know? So, you know, you said it wasn't a time where you wanted to go home, but you did think about going to another school. Was there a moment for, well, we know not for grad, but was there a moment in your undergrad where you were like, okay, I really enjoy this. I like this. I can dig it. Were there any memories like associated or some cool stories around you feeling like you're in a good place? A good place. This is hard. This is a hard question because I now maybe like how, how far am I removed from undergrad? Maybe like seven, eight years removed. I feel so distant from the people who I was close to in undergrad that it's just like hard to look back and kind of remember the good times because I'm like, ah, I feel like I don't even know these people for real, except for my roommate who I just mentioned before, of course. So if I had to choose a highlight or something, it was probably freshman year when we were randomly assigned to a suite. There were maybe six girls randomly assigned to a suite. And we all just bonded so much. And they were all people who I would not have gravitated toward naturally on my own or had we not been made to live together, which kind of opened my mind a little bit more to who I could be friends with. You know, you go into, as a Black person, especially someone who as a black person who grew up around predominantly white people, I'm always looking for black people. So non-black people honestly often don't even register to me as potential friends because I'm so focused on finding community in black people. And I was the only black girl in my suite, but these are truly some of the best human beings I've ever met. So that part. As far as the people, the community that I did find, they were okay. They were aside, aside from those people, they were just okay. But the girls that I lived with, they were great. <laughs> they were good. I think there is something to being removed from the situation, right? I think that's another reason we wanted to do this pod at this point in our life. I mean, I think Adele will always and has always loved Deep Penn State. Um, hey. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I went to school in Iowa. That's way different. I went to school in Ithaca. You know what I'm saying? These are very different experiences. Yes. It take you mm-hmm. a minute to look back because you look back and reflect and you're like, you know what? Every school got their moments. And yeah. I don't know if I would have wanted to be in a situation where I didn't have certain resources or access to certain things. Could I deal with this racism? 
Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Mm-mm. you know, it's all, it, but it does take some time to sort of get out of a situation and reflect like, all right, I got some good things out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and we don't have spaces to talk about even the, the small things that we may have gotten out of the experience at a PWI mm-hmm. as we learned how to navigate white people, white people. In. You know, right. and they go always do that. <laughs> and it's like also to what you said, Anna, Adele, you going to Penn State feels like such a different experience than going to school in like Iowa or Santa Cruz or something because there is just so much school spirit associated with the Penn State. There's mm-hmm. so much pride in going to a school like that versus Santa Cruz. We didn't have sports teams. We didn't have sororities. We didn't have fraternities. We didn't have anything. So when I said we wasn't doing nothing, I meant that we wasn't really doing nothing. We was kind of sitting. It was a stoner school, lots of weed. I didn't smoke at the time, so I really wasn't doing shit, you know? So it really depends on where you went. Yeah. Yeah. And also you were like a bunch of hippies. Whole bunch. So basically, no, I was and, and wasn't living the hippie lifestyle. So you're just like there. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll chill or whatever. Oh, well, y'all do he's that. pretty high. Right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But no, I think it also comes to like, you know, like you said, finding your community. But it's also like when you leave home too, because like, you know, staying in state versus going out of state and like kind of taking that journey. And like you said earlier, like once you're there, you're kind of like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> Guess I'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, so it's like a lot of different things that you you go through. And, and like Anna said, that's why we really wanted to do this to one, talk about those experiences too, and then all, find out ways that, or things that we had in common because we do you know knock it all no knock it all against hbcus we hear about those all the time every circle you, you hear hbcu stories then us pwi folk are just kind of sitting there like dang y'all did that <laughs> right it do feel like that it's like damn okay <laughs> that sounds nice that sounds great must be great. nice i don't know <laughs> <laughs> your band was awesome oh y'all had dancers too oh okay Cool. Cool, cool. (laughs) I'd love to hear more about Tommy. How did you and Tommy be like, yo, we we stuck together? What uh, what was that like? I don't know. It was so organic. Like, that's really just my girl. We, I guess there was, I got really close with two of the girls in the suite. Shout out Nissa as well. She's also, we keep in contact. I was just in her wedding. Beautiful wedding. Yes. Congrats. But me, Nissa transferred from Santa Cruz halfway through to go to USC. I wanted to do that too. I ended up not doing it. So it was me and Tommy who ended up just staying together, living together for our entirety of undergrad. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, Tommy also kind of wanted to move to L.A., and she's from Fresno or Central Valley, California. If you're not from California, that's maybe four hours north of L.A. And I'm from Long Beach, which is L.A. County. So I was like, I'm just going to move, you know, a little bit north. And we went to Santa Cruz, which is six hours north of L.A. So when she decided she also wanted to move to L.A., when I wanted to move to L.A., we were like, well, why don't we just keep the party going? <laughs> and so we did. We got our first little apartment. And we both went to USC, too. We both got into USC, which is in L.A. And so we got an apartment near USC. That apartment got broken into. And so we had to move. I mean, never mind. I'm going to leave it there. And we had to move. We moved to another apartment where also some wild shit was taking place. We moved again. 
And it was great. We stayed that that last apartment for four years, a total of 10 years, moved out because my boyfriend, she's fantastic. Love her to death. She's so fun, so funny. We are three weeks apart exactly to the day. Oh, wow. She's great. What are, what are the things that, that happened? Oh, you said it got crazy. There was, um, well, our neighbors in the building were children in our first apartment. And I mean children in like the old children stage, maybe like 15, 14. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they crawled through our, ba- our bathroom window. And what? I'm sorry, you said what? They crawled through the <laughs> bathroom window, <laughs> the children. And well, first they stole my bike and broke into my car. And then they crawled through our bathroom window and stole just money, passports, computers, and everything out of the apartment. And we realized we had to leave. We couldn't do that. We talked to our other neighbors. Mind you, this is like an apartment building with four units in it. So we talked to mm-hmm. our other neighbors that were families, and they're like, yeah, they do that. Yeah, they do that. So we just used to them terrorizing. No question mark, question mark, question mark. What the fuck do you mean? Yeah, they do that. Okay. I grew up on the east side of Long Beach. So, you know, my house has been burglarized before. It's not the first time for me. But I know the level of security you need to have if you are going to live in certain areas. So I keep telling my very white roommate, Tommy, Close the fucking bathroom window. You think this shit is a joke? Like, or like it's funny? Like, stop. She's like, the bathroom window is so small, Sequoia. You're being paranoid. Like, the bathroom window is literally so small. I'm like, where there's a will, there's a way. They will get in here if they want to get in here. (laughs) And you're making it too easy by leaving one of the orifices of this apartment open. (laughs) Okay. Not orifices. Not orifices of this apartment is open because you don't take this shit seriously because you're from the middle of nowhere. I'm not. Okay. Of course, they crawl through the fucking bathroom window. And <laughs> you, just, you, just stare, you just stared at her, huh? Like, Literally, mm, I said, so next that. time you tell me I'm being paranoid, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because no, I'm not. I know what I'm talking about. No, I'm not. So that happened. So we moved again. And we moved again. There was this one gentleman who was a user of some drug. I want to say maybe crack just because that's what popped into my my brain he was around our age too maybe we're like 23 24 at this time he was around our age and he would often ask us for like water and stuff and i'm just like of course and like you know help him out get him water and that type of stuff he seemed nice and then one day he pulled up with both knees broken and literally dragging himself on the ground he could no longer walk he was just dragging himself along the ground using just his arms and that's when I was like yeah it's time to go from here too this is a little bit too much for me we're gonna have to go from here too so we went from there as well <laughs> that wow. that is a lot <laughs> yep yep you're yep. right that was a lot that was a lot that was a lot I'm glad I'm glad y'all this found y'all though Y'all I was saying, this point for Sequoia, it's not even black life at a PWI. It's just black life. I'm telling you. <laughs> in Cali. Black no. life in Cali. <laughs> my, my white roommate, the one that's experiencing the culture shock and the black life for the first time, okay? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> it's a whole nother show, yes. Mm-hmm. A whole nother show. A whole nother show. So, tell us a little bit about your podcast. 
I have a podcast called Black People Love Paramore, where every episode I talk about one topic or idea that groups of Black people like that mainstream media doesn't necessarily associate with Black people, like anime, skateboarding, Tony Hawk. I always say skateboarding. We actually don't have a skateboarding episode. We just have the Tony Hawk episode, but I feel like, you, you, you know what I'm saying. We get We understand. Yeah. You know, Degrassi, <laughs> The Hills, astrology, yes. certain phrases, colloquialisms, and words, which is one of my favorite episodes. Please check that one out. It is very fucking fun. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Go check you it out. Get that I mean, wherever podcasts are. You can get that literally <laughs> anywhere. You can get it on YouTube as well as anywhere else you can stream podcasts. What made you name it Black People Love Paramore? It's true, but what made you name it that? A couple things. One, I talk about Tommy so much. I just know she eats it up. She just loves it. <laughs> God, here we go. Tommy, my white roommate, we were sitting together one night and she was talking about how she just hated Paramore. And she hated Paramore for very specific reasons. Her ex-boyfriend had done some shit with Paramore or whatever. She hated Paramore. And I was like, Tommy, that is anti-black. And I tweeted it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Twitter, Tommy, my white roommate, just said that she hates Paramore. Is that anti-black? And everybody was like, absolutely. And I was like, yeah, black people love Paramore. Yes. I was like, yeah, Yeah. black people do love Paramore. There we go. I love that. I love that story. Yeah, I'm sure Tommy loves hearing it. I know she loved that one. I know she loved that one. (laughs) She'd be like, "Stop telling people that. Stop telling people that. (laughs) I am not anti-black, right?" Say, make that clear. You gonna be at Tommy's Tommy's wedding, give it a toast. Right, it's time. I'm gonna be the toast. Well, yes, to our listeners, definitely make sure you guys check it out. It's a really fun podcast. Sequoia and I were just talking about the Uno episode before you, before we started. And that's that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, but, yeah, definitely make sure you guys check it out. Now, can I ask how oh, we double Uno triples? We... Yo. Power on is in play. Yes. Please. Anna, Come yes. on. Let us go. We skipping. We reversing. Reversing. Yes. Yes. Draw. Draw. Everything. Draw sixteen. God no, dang see, it. what I'm gonna say though is I don't. I don't like. I don't like the new. The the newer one where you gotta write the rule on the card. Like oh, it's this one that comes with blank, and you can write. Like my daughter wrote draw twenty five, and I'm like, I'm not playing these games. Oh. Like we're you could just literally write your own rules no. on 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 it. Nah, yeah, <laughs> I get no. up. And now and now they got a Uno Jenga. You know that now. Uh-huh. Now they got the yeah. What? So like it, you could pull that says draw two. You put it on top, and whoever goes <gasps> next has to pull two. It's like it's Jenga. Oh, yeah. I think Uno I out here. It. Yeah, Uno outside. <laughs> Whoa. That sounds fun. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I would love that. For sure. Also, side note, I just thought of one more thing about college that I wanted to mention on this podcast. I'm assuming that people who are, like, going to college or anything might listen to this show, mm-hmm. right? I think it's possible, yeah. Right. Our audience are, of course, those who have graduated already yeah. in, and yeah. all that, but I definitely think it's possible, right. yeah. It would be a good podcast to listen to just so you can get a feel for, like, the different colleges. I'm sure people talk about their experience and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I yeah. had never set foot in Santa Cruz or on UC Santa Cruz's college before my first day of school. And I felt like that was going to make me feel very isolated, very alone, very ostracized and that type of thing. It very much didn't. I think as long as you move as though you know you know some shit, you know? You blend right in. People, nobody know nothing. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Everybody's winging. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. know nothing. 
and pull up. Facts. Do do your thing and keep it pushing. You're right. Fake it till you make Period. it. Yeah. I'm with it. <laughs> Period. Well, we appreciate you for joining us today, Sequoia. Thank you so much for having me. This is a very Yay. fun podcast premise. We're so glad you joined us. This was lit. <laughs> Thank you. This was good. And I think, you know, it's funny. We got somebody else who went to USC who absolutely loves it. Okay. Loved it. So, so this is going to be I good. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. Thinking the same thing? Loved it. Yes. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. Yes. I'm assuming they went for undergrad, so I'm going to give it to them. Yeah. 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 yeah they did. And they had like a, they had a whole floor where the black people lived together. Oh, yeah. Like, I would kill for this type of experience in undergrad. Yeah. Damn. yeah. You know what would be funny is if we both had y'all on at the same time. We did like a double header with the both of them talking. She'd be like, girl, you didn't so even go to like, USC. But Stop playing. She's like, no, what is this? We had yeah. these floors. <laughs> She said, we yeah, had the, yeah. Your we had life the floor. Was I think it was called yeah. like Somerville or something, she said. Remember? Yeah, yeah. it had a name. Yeah, I yeah. think it was Somerville. It had a whole name for the floor oh, for all that's black a really people. good title, too. I like that. That's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We were like, oh, no. We were like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. So we like, dang, that was not me at all. <laughs> hey. Meanwhile, ooh. And the, the black little college at Santa Cruz, or the one where all the people of color went, was always losing power and was just like, Hell no. Everything was going no. wrong with it. And that was not happening at the other colleges. Mm. So, yeah, it was just mm. mistreated. Yeah. yeah. Fix it, Santa Cruz. Fix it. Fix it, okay? Now, all of it, yes. Fix it. <laughs>